Old Trivia Podcast. My name is Davo. I'm here to read you questions and read you answers. Questions with answers. Answers with questions. It's all exciting. With me, as always, are my two trivia compatriots. We have Neil. Uh, you took me by surprise because you, you picked me first this time. <laughs> well, you're to my left. I, I, I thought you were joking when you said that last time. No, I was literally serious. You have okay. to be on my left to go first. Well, this is Neil. I think I said that already. I said that too. So we also have our other trivia compatriot. We have Kels. How you doing, Chewbacca? <laughs> that is such a good Lando. <laughs> you and Donald Glover are Lando to me. I was in the runnings, but you, you were? Know, they went another direction. I don't blame them. I don't either. He is so full of charisma. Yes, he is. So much. We're we're trying a little something different audio wise today. We've got Dave's voice is so much louder than ours that we've got him facing into a corner, talking into a mattress, basically, uh, trying to dampen the sound. But he cannot control himself, and he just looked over his shoulder to speak to us because he, he has to look at us when he talks. So this is going to be interesting. We're going to see how it works. We're hoping to improve our audio quality over time, so bear with us. Thank you for that uh, that PSA, Neil. Um we do care about the audio quality, so I'm willing to sacrifice for the team. And baby is now in a corner. And that that's all there is to it. So uh you know what uh, speaking of babies, do you know what's uh easy to do with babies? Uh drop them <laughs> if you're not careful. Well, you can take candy from them. Right? Why would you do that though? Well, if you're mean. Okay. Or something like that. So but, my questions this week are all about candy. Oh, I like candy. I love candy. Big fan. Mm-hmm. You guys ready for some questions? Yes. So the primary ingredient in a lot of candy. When you think candy, what do you think? Sugar. Ah, uh, honey, honey. All of my okay. questions for this first round will be about sugar. Question one. About sugar. What is the melting point of sugar? Is it 354.2 degrees, 366.8 degrees, 375.4 degrees, or 394.5 degrees? All of those are in Fahrenheit. I'm locked in. Are these A, B, and C, D like? Mm hmm. Okay. Do you need those numbers again? No, I'm locked in. Okay. Neil? Uh, B. Why do you go with B? Uh, I don't I don't even really know what B was. I have no idea what the melting point of sugar is, so I just guessed. Okay. Kells? I went with C because I was told that's what you should do when it's multiple choice and you don't know. So I thought about that, but then I thought Dave knows that rule too, so he's not going to pick C. So I'm, trying to, smart. I'm trying to play the player. I like the way you game that. This is really nice. Well, Neil played the player. <laughs> the correct answer is B, 366.8 degrees Fahrenheit. What was C anyway? 375.4 degrees. That didn't feel right. I got a trivia <laughs> nugget here, a hard candy of trivia. You guys ready for this? Lay it on us. <laughs> Now, there was a recent study at the University of Illinois by a researcher named Shelley Schmidt, and that's not easy to say, Shelley Schmidt, that suggests sugar doesn't actually melt, it decomposes, which means that sugar can become a liquid at different temperatures depending on the rates of heating. Huh. Ergo... If you blast it with high heat, it has a higher melting point than if you gradually heat it. So we've been using sugar for as long as I can remember. Maybe even longer than that. <laughs> even longer. And we still don't know much about it. Fascinating, isn't it? Extremely. It is. Question number two. What is the chemical formula for sugar? I'm, I'm locked in, I guess. I'm going to kick myself, but I'm, I'm locked in as well. Well, let's see how hard you're going to kick yourself, Kels. All right. I went with 
C6H1206. Neil? I, I knew it had some C's and H's and O's, but I don't know how many, so I, I said C3HO. <laughs> Kel's, Kel sounds like a lot closer. Well, uh, Kel's, kick yourself uh, approximately 50% of what you need to be, because the answer is C12. H24. H22. O11. Oh, yeah, I would have been off. So. Yeah. You were about been closer. You were close, but not close enough. And Neil, your answer was great for comedic effect, but come on, take this seriously, please. <laughs> I tried real hard on these questions. I, you know, you know what's funny is that I wasn't actually trying to make a joke. See, and I looked, Joe? I looked down at my. <laughs> you said that I looked down at my answer, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of <laughs> like that Star Wars robot." <laughs> or was he an android? He was a robot. He was a robot. He's a. Question number three. What are the two ingredients in simple syrup and the proportions of said ingredients? I'm locked in. Could I get that question one more time, please, sir? Certainly. What are the two ingredients in simple syrup and their proportions? I'm locked in. What do you got, Neil? I don't really know what simple syrup is. I guess sugar and water at a ratio of two to one. Two part sugar, one part water? Yeah. Okay. Kells? I like Neil's answer, but I didn't put that, so I'm going to be really upset with myself. I went with sugar and alcohol, 70% sugar, 30% alcohol. Wow. Your your sounds like more fun. Your sounds a lot more entertaining. Uh, the correct answer is Neil had the ingredients correct, mm -hmm. sugar and water, but he had the proportions wrong. It is equal parts, sugar and water, and it becomes thicker the longer you cook it. Simple syrup is good for coffee. If you want to do cold coffee, pour a little simple syrup in there if you like a sweet coffee. It's good for a lot of things. So we're, was that for five points each or all or nothing? It's for five points each. I'll be nice to you. I mean, I want to get out of the corner someday. So whatever I got to do. So you five gotta, points in the end. You got to stop talking so loud. Yeah. Wow. So good luck with that. You're not ready for the quiet storm. <laughs> <laughs> Question number four. Sugar cane is believed to have originated in the Indian subcontinent and was discovered first known about in the 8th century BCE. When did sugarcane arrive in Europe? Was it the 4th century BCE, the 2nd century BCE, the 1st century CE, or the 3rd century CE? I'm locked in. Also locked in. Neil? So my logic this time was, since you didn't go with C for the last one, you were going to go with this one. So I picked C, which I think was 100 CE. One. First century CE? Yeah, first century. That's 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> I went with third century. Neil's playing the playoffs <laughs> so hard. First century CE is the correct answer. This is part of playing a trivia game is knowing the player and the answer. Because some of these are pretty tough. So as a fun little hard candy trivia nugget, sugarcane was present forever, basically. It's just a plant. It rose to prominence when those on the Indian subcontinent discovered how to turn that delicious sugarcane juice into a granulated crystal 
which we which could then be stored and transported and done stuff with. This method was not used in Europe until the 12th century when crusaders encountered this sweet salt in caravans. So sugar use in Europe is relatively recent as compared to the rest of the world. But you just said they got sugarcane in 100 BCE. Yeah, but they used it as a liquid. Ah. They didn't granulate it like they did in the Indian subcontinent. I see. So it's much easier to deal with when it's granulated rather than as sugarcane juice. So, Neil, what are the scores? Well, if I'm doing my math right, at the end of the first round, it is Neil with 25 and Kells with an even zero. Kells? Yeah. You're, you're yeah. such a sweet guy. How could you not know anything about sugar? Sugar's bad for you. Too much of it is bad for you. All things in moderation. All things in moderation. Yeah. Category two, chocolate. That's chocolate. Oh, okay. Chocolate. Sorry. Chocolate. But uninitiated. <laughs> We're gonna do, I'm going to ask you some questions about chocolate. Question one. Cocoa production has shifted from the Americas to West Africa in the 21st century due to climate change and other factors. Which African nation leads the way with almost 33% of the world's total production? Is it Ghana, Ivory Coast, Nigeria, or Cameroon? I just like saying Cameroon. <laughs> I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Kells? I went with Ghana. Ghana. Neil? You know, my, my first instinct before you started answering the questions was, was Ghana. But then I was trying to remember which of those countries was the largest. Mm. And like a lot of people, my African geography is very weak. I think probably those Nigeria is the biggest. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up going with uh, the Ivory Coast. Cote d'Ivoire? Indeed. Well, the Cote d'Ivoire is correct. <laughs> Ivory Coast... I, your logical leaps are amazing, Neil. I'm going to have to... You're in my head. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Although I did have some lovely Ghanan chocolate when I was in Colorado last week. It was delicious. Question number two. Cocoa solids contain caffeine. Within two milligrams, how much caffeine does one tablespoon of cocoa contain? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. It's going to be wrong, but I'm locked in. Kells, I'm not liking your lack of confidence. Let's see what your answer is so we can build you up. Well, how many points do you have? Because I'm pretty sure we're tied. <laughs> we are tied. <laughs> yeah, I went with four. Four. Neil? I said seven for no particular reason. Well, you are both incorrect. The correct answer is 12. Hmm. And for a delicious trivia nugget, coffee has a nearly identical amount of caffeine per ounce. But cocoa is served in a much more diluted fashion than caffeine. So ca coffee gives you that big kick. For equal amounts of coffee, ground coffee and co cocoa solids, same amount of caffeine, roughly. You can't drink as much <laughs> chocolate, straight chocolate, as you can coffee. Basically. I'd like to try. Sounds like a challenge. <laughs> Question number three. Cocoa beans are the dried and fermented seeds of the cocoa tree. How tall does a cocoa tree get? 5 to 15 feet tall, 15 to 26 feet tall, 27 to 40 feet tall, or 40 to 55 feet tall? I'm locked in. Locked in. Kells, let's get you on the board. Went 15 to 26. Neil? 
I said 40 to 55 because um, in Minecraft, cocoa pods grow on the great big jungle trees. And they're the tallest trees in the game, I'm pretty sure. Are you serious? Minecraft? Yeah. You based your answer on Minecraft. It's all I had. You well, you deserve right. to be wrong. But Kells is on the board. Oh, nice. A cocoa tree is a 15 to 26 foot evergreen tree grown in groves, harvested by hand. Question number four, guys. Name the four types of chocolate used in confections. And we're going to do this. We're going to say if you get three, you get five points. Get all four, get ten. We clear? Yep. Sure. Right on. I'm locked in. All right. I'm locked in. All right. Neil? So the three I'm pretty confident on are milk chocolate, dark chocolate, and unsweetened chocolate, mm -hmm. or which is I think is also known as baker's chocolate. Um, and then I also said white chocolate, although I'm not sure that's actually chocolate. So, but that's my answer is white chocolate. Okay. Kells? I went with milk chocolate, dark chocolate, and white chocolate. And I couldn't think of another kind of chocolate. I froze. Neil gets 10 points. Kells, you get five. Fantastic. I'll take it. I'll take anything at this yeah. point. Got any so, more points you want to throw out there? <laughs> okay. I'm just checking. So it's actually kind of complicated to classify chocolate because different nations classify chocolate different ways. But using this classification system, white chocolate which you had questions on. You alluded to my trivia nugget there, Neil. In some countries, they don't consider it chocolate at all because it contains no cocoa at all. The reason it is called white chocolate is because it has the same texture and consistency of milk chocolate, right? Mm -hmm. So unsweetened milk, dark, and white chocolate are the four main types of chocolate. And unsweetened chocolate is also called baker's chocolate. So you were all over it there, Neil. Well played, sir. So let's see if we can tempt you with another delectable. Honey. Who here likes honey? I'm a huge honey fan. I prefer honey to pretty much any sweetener. I've grown to like it here lately. It's all right. <laughs> Fair enough. Question one. Is honey vegan? I'm locked in. I'm locked in too. I'm just very interested to see what this could be. Neil? Knowing some vegans, a lot of them have very, they, they have different ideas from each other about what is legitimately vegan and not. In this case, honey is uh, animal byproduct. I think not that similar, not, not too different from... Uh, milk or, or something else that comes out of the animal. So I'm going to say no, it is not vegan. Okay. Kells? Of course I put yes, which is probably wrong. But yes. Yeah, I, I went with yes. Why did you say yes? Shot in the dark. No felt right. But I felt right a couple times today. And I've been <laughs> wrong. So I went the opposite way. And that was my rationale. Well, this is a very interesting trivia question because it, you could reasonably say yes or no. Strictly speaking, Neil is correct. It is not vegan because it is kind of an animal byproduct. But there have been arguments to say that it is vegan because the bees produce the honey, but bees also pollinate flowers. Mm -hmm. which helps things grow, which if you wanted to get as pedantic as you possibly could, there is nothing vegan that a vegan could eat because bees pollinate the little tomato plants and therefore that tomato plant has animal byproduct on it. That's part of it, you know? But strictly speaking, vegan 
Honey is not vegan. So Neil, you are correct. Kelvin, not correct. Yeah, I noticed when you said Neil was correct, that I would be incorrect <laughs> just by the nature. On a yes or no, on a yes or no question. Kells is not correct. Yes. Are we clear on that? Who was right and who was wrong? We good? Yes. Still a little foggy, but yeah, I'm ready to move on. All right. Question number two is how long have humans consumed honey? Is it 4,000 years, 6,000 years, 8,000 years, or 10,000 years? Locked in. Locked in. Kells? Only 4,000. Neil? This, I, th I think this question can't know how long. Um, and I would assume that the second that a human came in contact with a beehive and tasted it, they would say, that's pretty good. I should eat that. So I went with 10,000. I wonder if your answer might be like, how, do we, how long ago do we have proof that they did? Which is probably less than 10,000. I deliberately worded the question a bit vaguely. But I, I went with 10,000. The correct answer is 8,000 years. And Neil, it's like you're in my head. I can't, I don't know what's going on. Do you have a, a microchip installed in my brain that you monitor me with? Because no. my trivia nugget <laughs> is about the cave paintings in Valencia. So can you prove that they weren't eating it at 10,000 years ago? I cannot. Okay. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give each of you five points because you're both right. It was a poorly worded question and I'm not happy with it. Okay. Consider this the first instance on the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast of pity points because it's a pity I wrote such a terrible question. Well, if you want to kick yourself a little harder and give me five more, that'd be nice. No, I, I, I'm just kicking myself a little bit because the next question's really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, well hopefully you'll make up for the last one. <laughs> I will. I will, I swear. How many bees? Here's the next question. How many bees does it take? And think of it as bee labor, like how much nectar a bee can carry that is then transformed into said honey. Okay. We've got eight bees. We've got 12 bees. We've got 16 bees or 20 bees. Over how much time? Because one bee working for 10 years could probably do it. Well, bees well, don't live die. that long. <laughs> I'm just saying. Technically speaking. Let me let me rephrase. Okay. The average bee carries a certain amount of nectar. Mm -hmm. Nectar is 40% water. No, it's 40% the thing that makes honey. Mm -hmm. And 60% water. So that 40% of that little bit of nectar is what makes the honey. So how many bees carrying that much nectar produces a single teaspoon of honey. Are we clear? What were the options again? 8, 12, 16, or 20. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Kells? I'm with 16. Neil? I also went with 16 because it's a square number and it appeals to my sense of proportion. <laughs> Well, you know, bees shouldn't be able to fly, right? Given the size of their wings and their body. Because science, right? <laughs> science. 12 bees may equals a single teaspoon of honey. I almost went with 12. 12 bees. You were almost right. We almost yeah. would have got some points. Almost, almost got yeah. there. But Instead, I, I guess like you. Almost doesn't count here on the Brain Little Trivia Podcast, except when I feel bad about the questions I write. Question four, what nation was the world leader in honey production as of 2016? Was it Russia, the United States, China, or India? Locked in. I probably guessed wrong, but I, I, I like that. I'm locked in. Neil? 
I just guessed India for no real reason. Kells? I went with China. Kells is correct. With China, they produced 27% of the world's total for honey. That's a lot. It's a lot of honey. At the end of round three, Neil, score me. <laughs> is that kind of like kind of like beer me? Yes. Uh, Neil has sixty. Kells has twenty five. Creeping up there, creeping up. We want to make a game of this, right? Kells, eye of the tiger. Hey man, I'm trying. We're gonna move on to something a little less literal when it comes to candy. We're gonna move on to music. Candy music. Music with candy. That sort of thing. This, this could be good. Question one. Name the Rolling Stones hit that tastes so good. Locked in. I have no idea, but I'm locked in. Well, Neil, you locked in pretty quick. I bet you know. You feel good about your answer? I feel pretty good about it. All right. Well, why don't you tell me what you wrote? I wrote down brown sugar. Kells? I wrote uh, good to the last drop. I had no idea. Neil is correct. Of course he is. Is The Rolling Stones 1971 hit Brown Sugar had nothing to do with candy and uh, everything to do with African-American ladies. Question number two. Bow Wow Wow. Had a peppy hit in the 80s, stating a simple desire. Name that song. I'm locked in. I'm locked in? That sounded hesitant. It had a question mark at the end, but I'm ready. Okay, Kels. This this song was more of a declarative statement, so I don't think it has a question mark. (laughs) I went with I Want Candy. Neil? I want candy. Well, I want candy, too. You're both correct. I want candy. Was she talking about candy? She was. Okay. Oh. (laughs) No dark nugget behind that one. Well, there's a a dark nugget behind this one. (laughs) The uh, lead singer of this band was named Annabelle Lewin, L-W-I-N. And uh, she posed nude on the cover of the band's first album, which has an incredible name. You ready for this name? Sea Jungle, Sea Jungle, go join your gang. Yeah, city all over. Go ape crazy. That is the name of the album, released in 1981. Huh. That's amazing. Not a big deal that she poses nude, right? Nah, not really. Not to me. I don't think a lot of people are paying attention. Well, she was 15 at the time. Wow. Well, that's That's, different. That's wrong. That's a, yeah. That's wrong. So there you go. Well, thanks for that. You're welcome. Question number three in music. Who can take a rainbow, wrap it in a sigh, soak it in the sun, and make a groovy lemon pie? Locked in. With the incorrect answer, I am locked in. What is that incorrect answer, Kells? From a song that I know that has nothing to do with uh, rainbows. Eleanor Rigby. Wow. Wow. That is really incorrect. I noticed. Neil, what is your correct answer? The correct answer is the Candyman can. Who is most well known for singing that? A gentleman named Sammy Davis Jr. Man, you are on top of things today. From Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Or actually, I guess from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, right? Correct. I forget which was which, the first one. The first first one was was Willy Wonka. Wonka. I heard that I actually heard that question on a, on another show recently, but they phrased it. They left out the the lemon and asked you. The question was to, to guess what kind of pie it was. Ooh, and that was I would have been really excited if you'd done that one. But I'm still well, they I'm okay the with the results here. Really Wonka. Did they? Yeah, it's not a groovy lemon pie. It's a strawberry lemon pie in the movie. I did not know that. Yeah. You know where I heard that? Where? That that's really eating me up now. What? 
You ever seen Bruce Almighty? I have. You seen the when the credits are rolling, they do like the the bloopers outtakes. <laughs> yes. All right, so it's the one guy in there like mixing the batter, yes. and he's saying the lyrics, and then Jim Carrey comes in doing a Sammy Davis Jr. impression, and he did a good one. Yeah, it was pretty solid. He's like, the guy's like, <laughs> like he didn't want to do it, and then like they start laughing. So now I pieced it together. I really wanted to give my answer in a, in a Sammy voice, but I knew that that would not work very well. What? Oh, um, you mean your impression? Um, yeah. <laughs> but you're known for your impressions, Neil. I know. I'm far too white to do a Sammy Davis impression. <laughs> so was Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's Canadian. Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> Jim, Carrey, Jim Carrey carried himself on in living color. He can... Uh, he was pretty solid. Yeah. He was trained. He's not trained like you, though. <laughs> we, we have, me and Jim Carrey we have different strengths different skill sets uh, question number four in music what does Marcy Playground smell here according to their 1997 hit I'm locked in what <laughs> what does Marcy Playground smell here according to their 1997 hit you don't even sound like real words you just said. They are real words. Real I'll, I'll help you. There's a band named Marcy Playground. I got that part. Okay. Like, and then they had a song where they were talking about what something smells like. Yes. I can rule out the one thing I, I remember smell being in the title of. Yeah, definitely that one. <laughs> Teen Spirit? Yeah, that's the one. But that ain't it. I had this CD in the day. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my wife did too. So when we got married, we had two copies of it. <laughs> and you listened to it on your way over here. <laughs> you were just prepared today. I'm, I'm locked in with something. Kells, what are you locked in with? What does it smell like? Uh, sweet love. Something like that. <laughs> Neil, what does it smell like? You should have gone a little dirtier. It yeah. smells like sex and candy. The correct Ooh. answer is sex and candy. You need to look up that song. It's it's not bad. It's weird. Yeah. But you need to look it up. Okay. We'll we'll listen to it after. <laughs> you might hate it. You promise? Oh, totally. <laughs> All right. So we are at the end of uh, round four. So I need some scores. Well, the scores right now are thirty-five for Kells and one hundred for Neil. <laughs> I mean, I that was that was kind of my wheelhouse there. That one. That was a good one. That was a good one for you. Well, maybe you, you got a nice mix of songs there. I mean, you got seventies, eighties, and nineties. Thanks. And there actually, are a lot of songs that have to do with candy. Actually, the Candy Man that was the sixties, wasn't it? Yes. You got four different decades in there. I'm telling you. Category five. You alluded to it earlier, Neil. I just couldn't help myself. Category five is all about Willy Wonka. I suspected there might be one. Yeah. So we'll start off with this relatively simple question. Who wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Locked in. Mm, that's not right. But all right. Um, I'm locked in. This is this one's gonna hurt. Neil. I believe his name was Dahl, D-A-H-L. Kells? Let me tell you what I did. Okay, I want to hear what you did. Now, there's a movie called Chocolat, right? Chocolat? Yes. Is it with Johnny Depp? Yes. Does he play an author in that? I thought he just kind of played a drifter. That was. That sounds like a lot of his movies. Well, yeah, it's Johnny Depp for you. Well, anyway, I, okay. I didn't think of Dahl. My mind was somewhere else. I went Barry. But it's it's like J.M. Barry, yeah, like the author of Peter Pan. That's what I was thinking. That was Finding Neverland. Never mind. Was wow. he in it? Yes, he was. He played J.M. Barry. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Well, that's completely Johnny wrong. Depp led you astray, like he does many people. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is Roald Dahl. <laughs> that's the one layup in this category, and I J.R. Smith it. You totally J.R. Smith that. Mm -hmm. 
But I have a trivia nugget for you. Was that a sports reference? It was. Okay. Couldn't help ourselves. We just, have to have at least one. Just let it go. Yeah, because it won't be here. <laughs> so there is a sequel to that book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Do either of you know the title of that book, of that sequel? It was something about his funky elevator, wasn't it? Well, it wasn't a funky elevator. It was a great glass elevator. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Question number two. Where is the Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory located? Here's a big hint. This is a real place. The Willy Wonka Candy Factory. I misspoke earlier. The Willy Wonka Candy Factory. Where is it located? I'll give you some choices. Is it Switzerland, the United Kingdom, the United States, or Canada? We're still talking about the movie, right? No. Oh, We're talking about the Willy Wonka Candy Factory. It is a real thing in a real oh, place. Okay. okay, I get you. And the options were? Switzerland, mm-hmm. the United Kingdom, the United States, or Canada? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. No, I don't feel good about it. I went with the UK. Neil? I also went with the UK. The correct answer is the United States. It is at, if you if you guys want to hop in the old jalopy and go visit, it's at 1445 West Norwood Avenue in Atosca, Illinois. Apologies if I mispronounced that city, but it is spelled I-T-A-S-C-A. Atosca, Illinois. I did not know that. It's news to me. Well, there was a Willy Wonka candy brand. Mm-hmm. It came out, and it was a British company named Sunworth rebranded themselves as Willy Wonka to coincide with the release of the original movie. That's why I thought it was the UK. Because ah. I thought it was a, a British brand. But, but this company was bought out by Nestle, which is a Swiss company. And operations were moved to the United States. There you go. Question number three. What is an everlasting gobstopper? What kind of depth are we going for here? I am fairly deep. But I want to see what you guys come up with. Because there are a couple of different answers that I will accept. I'm locked in. I'm locked in too. Kells, what do you got? I went with a multi-layer jawbreaker candy. Neil? That's basically what I wrote down. I wrote a jawbreaker with many flavors, layered flavors. You are both correct. A The everlasting gobstopper is similar to a normal gobstopper, or jawbreaker, and is composed of several discrete layers. The layers allow for the color and flavor changing effect described in the book. They are available in a variety of different flavor combos and usually have a chalky center with a cherry flavor. You can also get a chewy center, should you choose. I like that option. Me too. Question number four in Willy Wonka. What is the name of Wonka's competitor? In the film. I really hate that I only watched this movie once though. I'm locked in with something that's at least close. Okay. I'm locked in with something that's probably wrong. So let's see how close you are, Neil. I wrote down Slugworth. Kelvin? Kells? I went with Slugsworth. Say that again? Slugsworth. Spell it. S-L-U-G-G-S-W-O-R-T-H. The correct answer is Arthur Slugworth. Uh, extra S. Probably a lot. That is the closest we've come on this show, answer-wise. One letter. Tied with Chief O'Hara <laughs> from the Batman episode. <laughs> it's painful to have to say no, but... Oh, you gave me O'Hara. I, I'm fine with giving kills. I mean, that's that's, that's pretty close. That's right there. That 
Okay, Kels. You can have it. That's because he feels no threat from me. If this was like uh, no, you guys, voice. you guys, you guys took pity on me and gave me, uh, <laughs> gave me the police guy. Dude, that was the police like, guy. That was, that was incredibly <laughs> like that was amazing. Well, Slugsworth and Slugworth are very close. So you will get five points for that. How about that? Does that work for you, Neil? That's or do you want to give him full credit, full pity point? I would give him full credit, but it's full your... credit if you want it, Kels. I'll take it. I mean, you're not proud. <laughs> not this guy. The end of category five, the end of round five. Neil, what do we got? It is 55 to 130. Wow. <laughs> this is a but tough one for you, there's Kels. Still, there's still another round to go. There's another round and the uh, the final wager. <laughs> I'm is... not, you're not mathematically eliminated yet. <laughs> it's getting close. So my final category in candy is candy worldwide. The United States is not the only place that loves its sweets. What? I know. Worldwide candy, people. Question number one. Within 50, how many flavors of Kit Kat are available in Japan? <laughs> Within 50? Within 50. <laughs> how many flavors of Kit Kat are available in Japan? This is it, right? This is completely real. I feel like this is a trick question somehow. It is not a trick. This is a legitimate trivia question. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Kells? I just went with 50. You went with 50? Yes. Neil? So one, one kind of trivia rule of thumb is when someone gives you a range... The size of the range is usually indicative of the, of the the size of the number. So if something's in the single digit, they'll give you a range of within one or two. Mm-hmm. So you would think that something being within 50 would be, you know, in the hundreds, which is what led me to guess 200. But I think that's probably still low based on the question. No, you probably got it right. There are over 300 different kinds of, of Kit, Kit Kats. Kat? There are Kit Kat restaurants. What? I'm not kidding. I I have personally had Japanese Kit Kats that were green tea. If you go to your local Asian market, you will probably find at least five. Here in Arkansas, there are Kit Kats that you have to cook. (laughs) Like, they're creme brulee flavored that you have to cook. There are Kit Kats that are savory. There are Kit Kats that are spicy. There are Kit Kats that are... Limited edition that costs $16 a piece. Kit Kat is a phenomenon in Japan. I demand that if any of our listeners ever uh, go to Japan or we ever have any listeners from Japan, that they send us a sample of every one of those and we'll try them all on the show one day. That sounds amazing. Um, I'm all for it. I'm all in. I'll have to to cancel my my keto diet for a day or two. Yeah, you'd have to put it on on hold. On serious hold for that one. Question number two, which country consumes the most candy? And by candy, I mean chocolate, candies, and gum. Most or most per capita? Uh, This would be the most per capita. Good question. Is it Germany, the United Kingdom, the United States, or Switzerland? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Kells? I went with the U.S. of A. Neil? I went with Germany. The correct answer is Germany. The United States is not in the top ten. Really? But we're so big. Germany consumes 28.7 pounds per capita of candy annually. Ireland is number two with 26.2. Switzerland is number three. United States is not in the top ten. Really? A lot of candy. That's just grand. Question number three is, you know, we've talked about chocolates and all sorts of fun candies on this one a lot, but we're going to talk about hard candies and different kinds of candy. We're going to talk about hard candies. What is the most popular hard candy 
by sales in the United States. I'm locked in. Locked in? Kells? I went with Jolly Rancher. Neil? I was going back and forth between a few like Brock Cinnamon Discs and um, uh, like the Butterscotch, but I couldn't think of a brand for the Butterscotch, so I ended up with Jolly Rancher. The correct answer is Jolly Rancher. You won't even let me be right by myself. <laughs> the Butterscotch Jeez. candy you were asking, you were wondering about, Werther's Originals? Werther's. That's number, number yeah. two. Yeah. They are the only two candies I sold that uh, sold, sell in the $80 million range. Jolly Ranchers is $88.8 million. Werther's, $86.1. So it's nipping at its heels. Uh, the next one down with 41.2 is something called private label. And I've never had that candy. Mm. I'm assuming that's literally <laughs> private label what? candies. Yes, it's private. Yeah, that's, that are like that's store brands. Store brands. Yeah. Uh, right after that are dum-dums. Ah. Hmm. And then Tootsie Roll Pops, Lifesavers, Blow Pops, an- another subset of dum-dums. <laughs> there are two different types, apparently. The dum-dum pops, the big ones, and then the little ones. Ah. Nips and original gourmet. Round out the top ten. So number four is a sports question. Yeah, right. <laughs> when was Cracker Jacks introduced? Is it 1896, 1906, 1916, or 1926? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Neil? So a lot of times when you ask your multiple choice questions, I have a, a, a thought that pops into my head. I don't know where it comes from. I usually end up going with that one. And in this case, I was thinking it was the 1910s. So I went with 1916. Kells? I went with 1906. The correct answer is 1896. Which would have been my second guess. Well, that's uh, the end of round six. Neil, how are we looking? It's a lapper. Kills has 65, and Neil has 150. So it seems, depending on wagering, this final, our final question is not that critical. But I'm still going to ask it. It's conceivable that someone could make a really bad wager. Yeah, that so, person isn't here today. <laughs> <laughs> So our final question is, again, a sales, a candy sales question. My wager's locked in. Okay. I, that was quick. My wager's locked in. The final question today. I would like you to name seven of the ten best-selling candies and candy bars in the United States. I believe this is as of 2016. The 10? 10. Seven of the 10. The top 10 best-selling candies and candy bars in the United States. So to clarify, we're giving you seven or we're giving you 10? You need to give me... You you will get full credit if you give me seven of the 10 on the list. Okay, so we're guessing 10. Guess 10. If you have seven correct, you get full credit. And you're talking specifically about candy bars. You say candy and candy bars? Yes. But to clarify, the bulk of candy sales is candy bars. But there is something on this list that isn't quite a candy bar. I'm locked in. How are you feeling about it? I mean, you mean the game in general? Pretty no, bad, no, but... I, we've gotten the gist. You know how you feel about the game in general. I'm asking about this question. I feel all right. Um... No, I've eaten candy most of my life, but I usually stick. I tend to stay in a certain range, but you've got your lane. What kind of candies do you like? I'm a chocolatey person, right? <laughs> <laughs> On and off the court. Oh, <laughs> um, well, I don't want to say it out loud because right. I don't want to give you anything you might not have thought of. Uh, I'm locked in. Okay, well. I love M&M's. It's my favorite. Well, Kells, 
Mm-hmm. Why don't you t- give me your list? Okay. I went with M&M's, mm-hmm. Skittles, Snickers, Twix, Kit Kat, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Hershey's Chocolate Bar, Crunch, Almond Joy, and Starburst. One more time, please. Like all of them? Yes. M&M's, Skittles, Snickers, Twix, Kit Kat, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Hershey's Chocolate Bar, Crunch, Almond Joy, and Starburst. You have seven of ten. Yay. Very good job. Thank you. Neil. I was feeling pretty good about my list until I heard his because I think I left out some of the heavy hitters. But I ended up with uh, Milky Way, Three Musketeers, Kit Kat, Twix, Snickers, Lifesavers, Almond Joy, and Mounds. You have six of the ten. Kells, what is your wager? I'll wager five. Five. I didn't want to be left naked at the end of this. <laughs> Neil, what was your wager? <laughs> For our listeners, it's an audio podcast. <laughs> Neil, what was your wager? I wagered zero. Zero. Would you like the list? Yes. Sure. The number one top seller is M&M's. Followed by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, mm-hmm. Snickers, Hershey's Milk Chocolate Bar, Kit Kat, Twix, Three Musketeers, Hershey's Cookies and Cream, mm. Milky Way and Almond Joy. Coconut is gross, by I, the way. I do not like Almond Joy. Or the reason the question was phrased as such is because M&M's are not a candy bar. No, they are not. But there's really no other way to... They are just a chocolate candy. Right. So. Yeah, I missed, I missed three, of the, three of the top four you did. on that list. <laughs> I don't know how I missed Reese's. It's one of my favorites. M&M's, there's about... A million different varieties. They've been on that list since 1941, by the way. They are an incredibly popular candy. So, what are the final scores, Neil? Final scores. Kelvin has 70 points. Neil has 150 points. Not as much of a barn burner as I would have hoped, but still a quality game. So, from all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, this is Davo. This is Neil. And this is Kales. Signing off. And uh, just feel free to go visit us on uh, Facebook at uh, Brain Ladle. And you can email us if you want to at kells at brainladle.com or davo at brainladle.com or neil at brainladle.com. We also do the Twitter. We also tweet. And what's the name of that? Ladle Brain. And why is that? Because I put it in wrong. So it's ladle braid instead of brain ladle. Hope you enjoy. Thank you very much. The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions. All rights reserved.